This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. You know, I was worried this morning that I wasn't going to be able to come up with anything to talk about tonight. I was like, well, yesterday we talked about the conference championship games, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Bengals, a lot of great games on Sunday, a lot to talk about, right? I'm going about my day today. I was like, what, what am I going to talk about tonight? I don't want to have a boring show. But not much to say about the Bucks. Not much new to say about the Badgers basketball team. What are we, what, what are we going to do? And then Aaron Rodgers went on McAfee and blessed us with a couple new things to talk about. Now, Sean Payton has been hired as the coach of the Broncos. This fascinates me in a million different ways. I love that. I was listening to the Bill Michaels show earlier today. They had a broadcaster from The Whip, WIP, on to talk about the Eagles. And I thought Bill and Ben and this guy was great. And I'm calling him this guy right now because I can't remember his name. John Marks. There we go. I knew I had it written down in my notes. It was great. So I I saved a clip from that. We're going to talk about that tonight. I I was worried we weren't going to have anything to talk about. The Packers lost Jerry Gray, so they have coaches departing the staff. Why do I worry when I wake up? Why do I worry? There'll always be content. There'll always be new things to talk about. It's like manna from heaven. The Wisconsin sports gods never leave us hanging. They never disappoint. So we got a lot to get to tonight. I'm really excited. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. And no, I'm not ready to change the intro yet because I just think the word jabroni is the funniest word. I'm a big fan of insults that aren't swear words. If you can creatively insult someone and you can creatively call someone a name without having to use a swear word, I just think it's funny. So mad respect to Patrick Mahomes, even though half of me was kind of rooting for the Bengals. I didn't really care too much, but I thought it would have been cool to see the Bengals go again and, and be Patrick Mahomes. I thought it would have been good for the NFL. I'm really a fan of Patrick Mahomes calling an elected official a jabroni. And I, I think Travis Kelsey, if I just accidentally said Mahomes, I think it's funny that Travis Kelsey did that and maybe a career in professional wrestling for his, himself and his brother, Jason. Who knows? Maybe the Kelsey's get into Royal Rumble a couple of years down the road or something like that. I'd like that. This is the Wisco Sports Show, like I said, and you can call and text 608-796-2558. I'd love to chop it up about whatever tonight. I'd love it. If you have something to say about either of our basketball teams, Bucks or Badgers, I'd love to discuss that. Many of the things that I've written down are football things. Twitter is on fire over the last 40 minutes with this news of Sean Payton. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. I want to start with the Sean Payton hire. We have a couple coaching announcements. D'Amico Ryans is going to be the Houston Texans head coach. And we kind of figured that that was about to be the case, but it wasn't official yet. So as beat reporters love saying on Twitter, it's officially official. D'Amico Ryans is going to be the head coach of the Texans. That's cool. It seems like they're actually settling in as a franchise. And saying, okay, we want this to be our coach. We have a plan for a solid future quarterback now with that top pick. So it's starting to come together for the Houston Texans. Not that I really care about the Texans. Who does? The coaching hire that I want to talk about is Sean Payton to the Broncos. This is interesting on a lot of different levels because Sean Payton has been on Fox. He's been doing the pregame show. He's been buddies with Colin Cowherd. And there's been some good conversations on that show. And Sean Payton has openly discussed kind of the process behind him interviewing with the Panther, like all these different coaches. He's been pretty open about it. Almost taking a a page out of Aaron Rodgers' book to talk about this and, you know, his plans and and being very open about it all, which makes for good drama. Sean Payton ends up going to the Broncos. 
I want to talk about the compensation because I think the compensation is insane. We'll get to that in a minute. First thing I want to talk about, I, I just laughed a little bit when I saw this news because for weeks when we've talked about coaching vacancies and head coaching jobs, what have you heard about Denver's coaching search? What have you heard about the Broncos? Well, no one's going to want that job. That's a terrible job. No one's going to want to coach there. You're stuck with Russell Wilson in that contract. You have no draft picks. You're in the division as Patrick Mahomes. They'll be lucky if they get anybody. They'll be lucky if if they get a scarecrow to go coach that team. Nobody's going to want to take that job. And now Denver is getting the, the best coach of the hiring cycle. They're getting Sean Payton. I just think this is an example of something we do in sports a lot, where we convince ourselves that something is way worse than it is. We convince ourselves that a, a task is undoable, that a mountain is unclimbable, that a deal is undoable. We just, we're so weird in the way we talk about sports, right? Uh, another great example, we see this in the NBA all the time. When a player has a bad contract, you'll never be able to trade that player. Man, Russell Westbrook gets traded like every other year. <laughs> no player is untradeable. It doesn't matter how much they're making. It doesn't matter. It it can happen. Any player can be traded, right? Any team can hire a coach. Any team can win any game. We, we always talk about things so definitively. We're like, well, no one's going to want to take on Russell Westbrook. Well, a couple teams have. No one's going to want to go coach the Denver Broncos. Well, Sean Payton does. I think Sean Payton's probably the, the prized pick of the litter this offseason for this coaching hire, right? We like D'Amico Ryans, but I think any team would be happy to have Sean Payton. Sean Payton was the number one prize, and the Broncos got him. So I, I just think it's funny that we always do this in sports. And it's not just fans. It's not just dumb fans like me. It's serious sports talkers who are on big-time networks with big shows. Man, I don't know how the Broncos are going to get a head coach. No one's going to want to go coach there. Well, now they have Sean Payton. So <laughs> it's just it's funny how we do that. And we do it a lot. Right, pay attention. We, we say things like that about job openings and about players that could be traded. Well, no one will trade for him. Oh, so someone always does. That player always gets traded in the end. The compensation for Sean Payton to go to the Broncos is Denver's 2023 first round pick and their second round pick next year. Now, they get a Saints pick in return. They get the Saints third rounder in 2024. So I guess that's that's a little bit of a help. Give up a first and a second for a coach. Again, a very good coach. But that's a that's a that's a ton. That's what the Packers got for Devontae Adams, right? That's an insane haul for New Orleans. And that's an insane price for Denver. However, I don't think Denver had another choice. I, I don't think Denver could afford not to pay this. Denver has started down a path. They said, we're going to go all in for Russell Wilson. We're going to give up the godfather offer. I I don't know if we'll see a trade package like that for a long time. It's the same in the NBA with Rudy Gobert. I don't know if we're going to see a trade like the Rudy Gobert trade for a while. right? With all the picks and all the players. Basically, as much as you can give up for a player, the Timberwolves gave up for Rudy Gobert. And I think the league for the next couple months, maybe another year or two, are like, we're not doing that. We're not doing what the Wolves did for Rudy Gobert. We're not paying that price. And I think moving forward, no team in the NFL, at least for a little bit, is going to give up what Denver gave up for Russell Wilson. They went all in. They said, we are the Russell Wilson team. We're going to give up all the picks. We're going to give up the players. And we're going to give them the contract. We're going all in on Russell Wilson. And then that didn't work. So the 
Broncos, I guess, had two options. They could, well, they can't really cut Russell Wilson. They can't, like, their option could be to tear it down and to stink and to build it back up, but that would be messy because Russell Wilson would be there because you can't really cut him. The cost is too prohibitive. That's, that's, an, that's not an option for Denver. Rebuilding is not an option, so Denver has to go further, further down the road. They have to go more all in. They're doubling down on their Russell Wilson plan, and I think it's probably the best course of action. It's just coming at an insane price, right? And I don't envy envy the Broncos. I'm not jealous of the Broncos. I'm jealous of the Eagles and their path to the Super Bowl. I'm not jealous of Denver, right? Because his team, or as a team, I should say, you want to be flexible. You don't want to be rigid. You don't want to have to stick to one game plan. If something isn't working, you want to be able to pivot. You want to be flexible. You don't want to be tied up to bad contracts. You don't want to be tied up to to players when they're really old. Teams don't want to be beholden to anyone or anything. It's just not, not good. Right, It doesn't make for effective team building. What the Eagles have done, for example, the Eagles have been flexible. Right, They flexed off of Carson Wentz, and then they flexed into Jalen Hurts, and then they flexed into A.J. Brown. They, they are transitioning and moving this way and that way and, and sticking with the times, and, and not they're not beholden to any one or any play style or any offense. They, they're doing what works. Right, And the Eagles are very flexible, and obviously they're very successful. Again, I wish they would have had to play a real team in the playoffs, but... That's not the fault of the Eagles. The Broncos are anything but flexible. The Broncos have started down the Russell Wilson road, and they got to keep going. It's like in National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets, when they go inside Mount Rushmore. They're like, wow, look at this secret passageway. And then the door slams shuts behind him. And Ed Harris, who's great in that movie, is like, there's only one way out. Forward. Remember that? He just grabs a flashlight, and they, they push on into the mountain. You got to keep going. Only one way to go. That's where Denver is. And that's why Denver is giving up a first and a second for a coach. And they're probably going to make him, if not the, the highest paid coach in the league, probably up there. I don't know if those totals are public. I'm scrolling through Adam Schefter's tweet right here or tweets. Let's see. I haven't seen anything about compensation. It's going to be a lot. Let's see. This is the first tweet. This is the breaking news tweet. Saints and Broncos are finalizing compensation in return for Super Bowl winning head coach Sean Payton. Sources tell ESPN this clears the way for Payton to sign with the Broncos to become Denver's head coach. So no money, but it's going to be a lot of money. It's the Walmart family. By the way, what's with Walmart reorganizing everything? I, I go to the Walmart on the south side of Lacrosse, and they're moving shelves around. There, I don't like how Walmart's now near me, the couple Walmarts that I go to. They're mixing the cleaning supplies with the food. I want all the food aisles in a row, and then I want all the cleaning supplies in the different section. That's the way it's supposed to be, right? Typically, you have your food, and then off to the right, you have cleaning, your paper towels, your toilet papers, uh, kitchen soaps, etc. And then that kind of parlays into maybe some crafts and then into the technology, you know, the, the, the tech, the computers and stuff. Now we're mixing and matching food and, and cleaning supplies. I don't like that. I don't like one aisle to be cereal and baked goods, and then the next style is mops. I don't like that. So it's small quarrel on Walmart, and it is the Walmart family who owns the Broncos. So a lot of money, probably, to pay to Sean Payton. I don't know if that ever becomes public. I don't know how that works. Let's see. So text that says, how old did the Denver Broncos... <sighs> I, this doesn't make any sense. I can't read this. It says, how old do the Denver Broncos have any picks left? How do, Are you asking, how do the Denver Broncos have any picks left? Uh, I don't know. In the NBA, you stagger the picks, right? Because you can't trade picks in successive years. You have to go every other and you spread them out. 
I'm sure it's some sort of similar thing. It's kind of the same thing. The NFL teams, they want to give a first one year, a second, another year to try to break it up a little bit. So they're not completely bereft of picks for a year or two where you're just having no picks in the draft because obviously that sucks. You're not able to draft players, but that really kind of financially binds your team when you don't have any cheap players coming in. Uh, so I don't know how many picks. I'm not going to look up the Broncos picks. Uh, this isn't the Broncos sports show. This is the Maha sports show. I just think it's funny that for weeks we said, Sean Payton to the Broncos. The Broncos, they'd be lucky to get anybody, let alone Sean Payton. Sean Payton's not going to want to go there. Well, he did. And I think that this is a little bit of a warning to teams that go all in. Right? Once you start to go all in, you really can't turn around. You really can't go back. It's like when the door slams shut behind you and you're trapped, you got to keep, go- keep going forward. It's the only way to go is keep going more all in on Russell Wilson. Now, I, I never would have gone all in at all on Russell Wilson because I don't think Russell Wilson's very good. But this is the Broncos' bed, and now they're, they're, they're not only are they making their bed, they're putting a new comforter on it. They're, they're embracing the bed. They're not just laying in the bed. They're rolling around in the bed. Very interesting situation, and I can't wait to watch it play out. Sean Payton's offense with Drew Brees, very different than the offense that Russell Wilson traditionally has ran or likes to run. He's got the big moon ball. The Broncos have the weapons to push the ball down the field. Very interested to see what Sean Payton cooks up. I don't know how it's going to go. You want to be flexible as a team. You don't want to be rigid. This is a total cowherd thing, right? You don't want to be rigid. You don't want to be rigid as a company, your personality. You don't want that to be rigid. You want to be able to roll with the punches, change your mind when you're presented with new information, just in life in general. You want to be flexible. You don't want to be rigid. You don't want to be beholden to any one thing or one person. And the Broncos are beholden. They're the beholden Broncos at this moment in time. The Eagles couldn't be more flexible. And we're going to talk about the Eagles a little bit. Bill Michaels and Ben Kenny today had John Marks on in the afternoon from WIP in Philly. The whip, which I guess makes us, if that's the whip, WIP, we are WOZN. Does that make us the wasn't? The wasn't doesn't have the same ring. But they had John Marks. He does afternoon in uh, Philly. And they talked about kind of the changing of the guard from the Carson Wentz Eagles to now. And I thought there are some good lessons in there for us to learn about our Packers and good kind of reminders about team building and flexibility. Honestly, it ties in a lot with what we've been discussing for the last 10 or so minutes with Sean Payton. You want to be flexible. You want to be able to pivot. And the Eagles have done a really good job of that. And I think we could learn a thing or two from what the Eagles have done. Every team in the NFC, any team in the league could learn something from what the Eagles have been doing the last couple of weeks. So we're going to do that next. Some audio from Bill and Ben with John Marks today of WIP. We have some audio of Aaron Rodgers, who was on the Pat McAfee show earlier today. Busy, busy show, but I'm going to make time for you as well. 608-796-2558. Call or text the show. Twitter at Wisco Grant. We're back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Appreciate you hanging out. Really, it's the Kenny and Heilprin pregame show. They're coming up at, at 6 o'clock. It's the Bill Michaels postgame show and the Kenny and Heilprin pregame show. The Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter at Wisco Grant. You can text and call 608-796-2558. Steven Madison, I see you calling. Call back. I was on break. Sorry, I couldn't get you right away. Call call back, Steve. Love to chat. Not to put you on blast, but I have caller ID. 
which makes me uh, the envy of all the shows on our network, by the way. Uh, does Ebo have caller ID? No. He's jealous. They don't have caller ID. Yeah, I call her ID. Steven Madison, I see you. Call back. Love to chat. I get a text here. It says, Broncos got the 49ers first round pick in the Bradley Chubb trade. So that pick now goes to the Saints. Broncos own their first round pick. Uh, or Broncos own first round pick belongs to Seattle. Very good point. Thank you. I do not keep track of the Broncos picks. Like, maybe I should, but that's a good reminder. Yeah, so the Broncos traded away their first-round pick to Seattle for Russell Wilson, yes. And then they got a first-round pick in return in the Bradley Chubb deal, which goes to Miami. Speaking of teams that are also kind of all in, Miami, you know, when you bring in Bradley Chubb, you bring in uh, Tyreek Hill, and you bring in all these kind of ready-made star players, especially Hill. Hill's on another level. Hill's in his prime. Hill's as good as he's ever going to be right now. Miami doesn't really have the option to back off for a year or two and try to get a quarterback. They have too much talent, right? So they kind of need to win now. The Broncos need to win now, and they need to win now with Russell Wilson, right? So really, they only had one option. They had to get Sean Payton because the Broncos believe that he's their best chance at revitalizing Russell Wilson and turning him into the player that they traded for, the player that they played or player that they paid. You know what I'm saying? Text here says Rams did it first, went to the Super Bowl with Goff, Gurley, Brandon Cooks, and then transitioned to Stafford, Akers, and Cup, won it last year. Um, in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, two iterations. Totally. Although, like, man, the first year they had Gurley and Brandon Cooks, there were a lot of pieces that were there for the first Rams run and the second. Like, Aaron Donald, pretty important. Jalen Ramsey, pretty important. Like, Limiting the first Super Bowl team to Goff and Todd Gurley, I think, is a little bit reductive. A lot of those core players were there for both teams. Cooper Cup got better and came into his own. Cam Akers, we don't need to talk about Cam Akers. The Stafford trade and the Russell Wilson trade, very similar, though. Yeah, totally. Winning it with two different teams. And there were holdovers on the Eagles as well. Like Kelsey's been there. A lot of members of their offensive line, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Cooks, they've all been there which I think is part of the reason that the Eagles, like this team's pretty cool. They've had a lot of young pieces that have come in, but a lot of those all-time great Eagles that you really think of when you think of the Eagles of the last 10 years, they're still there. Let's talk to Ed and Madison, 608-796-2558. What's up, Ed? Hey, Grant. Long time no talk. Yeah, what's going on? Well, hey, man, I just wanted to chime in. Um, it's too bad that the only thing that Wisconsin fans have to look forward to these days is going to be the Bucks. I'm not really high on the Badger basketball team recovering. It's going to be a tough goal. You think so? Um, I'm getting a little burnt out on the Rodgers. Where is, where is Rodgers now? It's like, where's Waldo? Yeah. Um, it's just kind of getting a little over the top. We can all share what we feel and how we, our opinions are, but it really don't mean a whole heck of a lot in this day and age, um, even though we do clamor for his Tuesday report to McAfee show. <laughs> Did you watch today? Did you, you know. listen to it? I listened to some of it. Um, it sounds like he's just kind of putting it out there that he's feeling like there's a lot of talk going on, conversation without me being involved. Um, I don't know if that's ruffling his feathers or making him um, feel less loved. The old Cheap Trick song, I want you to want me, I want you to love me, or something uh, like that. I need, no, I, I want need you, you to want need me. me. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. I need you to need me, you know. No. Um, yeah, that song could be his uh, walk-up song, you know, when he comes out of the 
out of the tunnel at Lambeau. Yeah. He said uh, so, uh, He said on the show today, speaking of kind of like he was talking about how there have been conversations going on without him. He said like, yeah, it sounds like the Packers have been having conversations that I haven't been a part of. That's interesting. And then like a couple seconds later, he said, well, I've been really insulated. You know, I haven't been paying attention. I've been out here in California. I was like, right. well, well, dude, yeah. it sounds like you're okay being out of the loop. It sounds like you're having a great time. So, you know, let it be. Although the thing is with McAfee and those guys, they're, they're needling for a sound bite. They're asking yep. him, you know, they're really digging at him. So I don't, I don't really blame Rogers for answering questions that are very much leading questions. But what, what should he expect? I mean, everybody knows he's the talk of Wisconsin right now and he's yeah. getting some clickbait from everybody. So, you know, this is just clickbait information. It's nothing. It means nothing to us. We want an answer. We want to move forward with him, with him or without him. I, I don't know. I could really give a crap, to be honest. Sorry. But that's how I feel. I mean, I'm just waiting for the answer and then I can start living life as a Packer fan in reality. <laughs> Not in Roger reality because oh, I'm kind of I'm just sort of ready to I'm not saying get rid of them I'm not I'm, I can move on with or without yeah hey man uh, I just wanted to chime in uh, thanks for your show I, I you keep us <laughs> I want to say insane more in tuned <laughs> so thank you for your show I appreciate you I appreciate you Ed and tell Gasper I say hello we say hello as a community. Uh, if you bump into him at the gym, Jim is popping right now. I've been to my YMCA twice this week. It was a good week. Last week I didn't go once, so I'm trying to you know get back into things. Full parking lot both days. I had to park on the street like a block away, this is, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad everyone's healthy. Glad everyone's working out. But I don't know. Take a week off so Grant can get a parking spot at the the YMCA. If you see Gasper at the gym, Ed, uh, give him give him a hello from the show and we miss him and we're going to be talking brewers before too long. It's going to be electric. Yeah. The Rogers sit on McAfee today was interesting. There's not a lot there. It's fine. If you're a Rogers fan and you like hearing from him and like staying in touch with what he's doing. All right, cool. We got to hear from Rogers. McAfee and those guys are very much asking leading questions though. They're like, Hey, did you see the Packers? They, they prefer to trade you. Like what is Rogers supposed to say to that? You know? Or they said, hey, did you see Romeo Dobbs went on Maggie and Perloff and said you guys never hung out once outside of work? What do you think of that, Rogers? Well, very much leading questions. They're really trying to get Rogers to say something. It was funny. Rogers was like, I don't hang out with 20-year-olds. They all go home and play video games. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's great. I, I think Rogers needs to get into video games. I do. It doesn't mean he needs to stream video games. We don't need to go Kyler Murray, you know, uh, streaming Call of Duty until the wee hours of the morning, but... If we get Aaron Rodgers into Minecraft, I think he'd like Minecraft. I wonder if he's ever played. It's something creative. It's something to occupy his mind when he gets home. Yeah, he. but back to my original point. McAfee and those guys, they're asking him all sorts of leading questions, trying to get him to give him a soundbite about this and that. And they should be, right? That, that Aaron Rodgers coming on their show is a huge deal, and we, you know, we look to that to get a little insight on in what's going on in the offseason with Rodgers. But I don't really fault Rodgers for answering questions somewhat directly answering questions that he's asked. I think that's fair. Let's talk to Stephen Madison, 608-796-2558. What's up, Steve? Hey, Grant. What's going on? Uh, unfortunately, I'm hearing chatter again about the Jay Crowder, who they want to yeah. re-reclaim from the debt. Yeah. For, for now, I heard for Pat Connaughton. Am I missing something here? Maybe I'm overvaluing Pat Connaughton, but I wouldn't trade him straight up for Jay Crowder, much less throw 
in other players. I don't think they need a Jay Crowder. Uh, they maybe don't need him. I, I would not pay trade Pat Connaughton for, well, you know, for anyone in normal circumstances. If someone nuts becomes available and the Packers really have a chance, sure. But really the offers that have been laid out, apparently, because the Suns have been leaking it all, it's Jordan Wara and Picks and George Hill. And that's what they're offering for, for Jay Crowder. So, so you would need Pat Connaughton and, and Grayson. He's got an expiring contract, doesn't he? Uh, I don't know. I can look it up really quick. I'm not sure. And and he hasn't even been playing. Well, see, that that's the thing. Two things on that. Yesterday, Shaka Smart was uh, tweeting at Jay Crowder, you know, ultimate competitor. Thanks for what you did for the program. I was like, well, funny you call him an ultimate competitor because he hasn't competed once this year. He's been sitting out and leaving his team high and dry. Uh, Jay Crowder has not played yet this year. And yes, he's on an expiring. So he has a $10 million cap hit this year. Uh, all of it's guaranteed. That's his cap hit. It's straight up money. And then next year he's off the books. So basically, basically he would do what Bobby Porras does for us, right? He'd hit some outside shots. He'd want him to hit rebound. And I, I just don't know where that role is. I mean, Joe Ingles is back. And I don't know how much what they expect out of him. But, man, I think a healthy Connington with years left on his contract is way more valuable well, yeah. to oh, the yeah. team. I, I like Pat way more. Jay Crowder does a couple of things that Pat Connick can't do. Jay Crowder's a little bit bigger, and he can defend slightly different positions. So Jay Crowder can defend threes, fours, and I think smaller fives. And if you play a team like Boston in the playoffs, you need a guy. You just need another body to throw at Tatum and to throw at Brown and Smart and all of these guys that are big wings. Because you can't expect, that's something Pat Connaughton can't do. That's something Grayson Allen can't do. And you don't want Chris to carry too much of that burden or Drew, so you want other bodies to rotate in. That's why I actually think Wes Matthews still has a lot of utility for this team. Maybe not in the regular season, but in the playoffs. And Jay Crowder would be another body like that. That would be his well, usefulness, I guess. And don't you potentially want a, a reserve to cover you for injury? When they lost Middleton last year, it, it killed them. And who, who uh, that team that's playing now, who's likely to go down from the injury? It'd be Middleton again with his history of, of getting hurt. And I, I think if Middleton went down, I would think a healthy Connaughton would be a little better replacement than Crowder. But I don't know. Maybe I just, I just don't like. I know he's a Marquette alum, but maybe I just don't like the deal. I don't like him either. I'll be honest with you. I don't like that he sat out all year. His face looks whiny. He's always played the Bucks tough. So, I, I like, I have a million reasons not to like him as a player. It's nothing personal. But if he joined the Bucks, like, I'm all in. Like, P.J. Crowder, or not P.J. Crowder, geez. P.J. Tucker joined the Bucks, And I was like, this guy's always annoyed me, but now he's on our team. I'm all about it. He's just another body. And if Middleton goes down, they don't have anybody who can step in and replace that skill set, right? Pat can catch and shoot threes. He can drive a little bit. So can Grayson. But they're not going to be able to shoot over smaller defenders. They're not going to be able to shot create like Chris can. Jay Crowder is being brought in as an extra defensive body and an extra guy who can hit some threes. And Jay Crowder can defend guys that Pat can't and Grayson can't, if that yeah. makes any sense. Chem- chemistry is important, though. Oh, yeah. To- look, totally. I-, I think that Jay Crowder hasn't played all year, maybe ends up benefiting the Bucks in the long run because he'll be healthy and fresh and they can run him out there to play lots of minutes and eat fouls. and Or he gets hurt right away because well, he's not in shape. I-, I-, I don't know. We have no way of knowing. Well, he's, pl- he's playing for a contract, too, then. Yes, yeah, a good point. Playing, I like that. That's a good point, Steve. Yeah, I like that. Look, there's no harm like in adding. There, there's no harm in adding Jay Crowder if all you're giving up is Jordan Wara, who's not playing in the playoffs, and George Hill, who's ideally not playing in the playoffs. Because oh. Javon Carter's oh. pretty good at point guard. You got Drew. I, I think they're okay. He's just depth. He's just another body. Yep. 
I agree. Thanks, Grant. Yeah. Yeah, have a good one, Steve. That's Steven Madison. I Look, Jay Crowder is not amazing. He's not a high-level player. He just does some dirty work things, and it would be nice to have him on the Bucks for a playoff run. The problem is we've been talking about Jay Crowder since November, and that's made this into a big deal. That's made him into this high, you know, this prized possession. He, he's not. He's P.J. Tucker, but we didn't talk about P.J. Tucker all year. P.J. Tucker became a thing at the trade deadline. Oh, a great depth guy. We've built Jay Crowder into this idea and this thing that he's not. He's just a bigger, extra defensive body who can hit some threes. And you need guys like that. You need lots of guys like that in the playoffs. The Bucs could use one. Any team could use a Jay Crowder. I, I, I don't know what the Suns think they're going to get for him. They've leaked all the offer information. They're really trying to get a third team involved because I think they're trying to make a move for someone like OG Ananobi or, or a bigger-priced player. they got a new owner now, so new owners always want to do wet and wild things. It'll be fun to follow. It'll definitely be interesting to follow, but the Bucks would be a better team with Jay Crowder on the team. I just don't want to move mountains to get him. He's he's not a superstar, but he'd be a great depth piece. Let's take a five-minute break. We'll come back. We'll talk some more Packers, and if you want to continue to talk Bucks, we can do that as well. It's the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports show. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Go whatever way you want to go. If you're calling or texting day, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you lead. I'll follow. Got a couple of Bucks questions. Ed and Madison, Steve and Madison. They didn't want to talk about Patrick Basketball, which I think is kind of funny. Sean Payton's now the head coach of the Broncos, which I think is just funny and interesting. And I just I, I want next season to start already. I've said I've been saying this for the last two weeks. I want next season to start. I know we still have the Super Bowl, and I'm excited for that, but I'm already thinking about next year and all the things that could be different, and I, I want to see it. I want to see it play out. See, Eau Claire Chris says, You know Rogers playing video games would turn obnoxious. He would definitely stream on Twitch, and when he smokes you, he would quote some crap from a duty book that no one's heard of. Uh, maybe. What video game would Aaron Rodgers play? 608-796-2558. Cone Roller is here. Cone, if you had to bet Aaron Rodgers getting into one really uh one game and streaming it on twitch what do you think it would be i would go with a legend of zelda game Ooh, like nintendo switch or something yeah something from that world i like that yeah and there's a new uh breath of the wild is the newest series and there's a second one i think coming out here sometime in 2023 so you'd be just in time dude have you been watching the last of us by the way is that a game that you played like are you into this at all I have not, but um, I've never played the game, but I've been uh, watching some other HBO shows and always see it on there, so I'm probably going to give it a start here coming up. So I'm an HBO snob. What do you watch on HBO? Uh, I just rewatched Chernobyl. Oh, again. so good. I, I, I just watched an episode that last week. It's like the greatest show ever. Yeah, so just got done watching that. Um, Succession, Game of Thrones. Uh, How to is is a show with some guy. I forgot his last name, but his first name is John, and it's kind of a similar show to that. The Nathan for you, where oh, the yeah. guy just records his life in New York, and it's crazy. It's hilarious. John, uh, it's called How to for for anyone with John Wilson. I think I'm looking at the right one here. Yep, yeah, I'm intrigued. Yep, that's it. 
It's like an interesting guy. Well, that was talking Very HBO, fun. which is the best in home entertainment. If I had one streaming service, that would be the one. Cohen, what are you thinking about the Sean Payton thing? Because I think this is the story that interests me most today. We will have time to talk about Rodgers on McAfee and all that. But this Sean Payton thing is interesting because nobody thought that anybody good was going to want to take the Denver job. And then they get the best coach of the hiring cycle. Yeah, and it's ironic, actually, we started talking about streaming platforms because um, the Saints also sent movie rights for any future Sean Payton films <laughs> to the Broncos as well. So if we remember his original Netflix movie <laughs> with uh, Kevin James, you know, we might see another one up in Denver. Did you ever, did you watch it? I never watched it. I did. I did watch it. Oh, how was it? It was bad. Like even bad enough where it was funny how bad it was it was just bad like waste of time wouldn't recommend anybody watching it you have a you have an overweight christian leitner or not christian leitner what's his name twilight guy uh uh taylor lautner taylor lautner that's it christian leitner what the heck um yeah taylor lautner you got kevin james and it's your typical you know adam sandler crony movie but there's no Adam Sandler, so it just sucks. <laughs> so it just sucks. Yeah, the Adam Sandler is an important part of the Adam Sandler crony movie. Well, Kevin James goes to Mile High. I, I like this. The movie rights, we can we can extend this IP up to Denver. Do you think Russell Wilson is better next year? I don't think he's good. I don't think he's getting much better than we saw last year. Maybe a little bit, but I can see why Denver did this. They didn't really have a choice. I think he's better, but that's strictly based off the fact that I don't think he could be any worse. So yeah. I think he does is better. Maybe Sean Payton helps. Maybe not. I over honestly, I think Sean Payton's an extremely overrated head coach to begin with. Yeah. So to trade a first and what second round pick for him, and just to get back a third and a coach. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I might want to talk more about uh how Sean Payton is overrated. I have a take on how he's overrated, but I it's like a specific take because if you just say he stinks, I, I don't think he stinks. I think he's overrated uh, relative to other coaches. Like, other elite coaches, I think he's he's fine. I don't know if he's Kyle Shanahan or any of these guys. Cone, you're a booster, so I'm going to ask you before we're done. Uh, Wisconsin-Ohio State coming up in two nights. Do we do we have a good feeling about this? You typically have a good lean on this. Um, I do not have a good feeling about these next four games. I think three or four on the road. Yeah. Um, they're all winnable games. I mean, it's Ohio State, Penn State, Nebraska. You got Northwestern again. So theoretically, these should all be winnable games. But this team just does not have it right now. And Con Knupel or whatever his name is, the number one player in the state, was yeah. at the game on Saturday against Illinois. And if I'm him, I'm getting as far away from Madison, Wisconsin as I can right now. Because <sighs> watching that team play on Saturday – that's not a good impression to leave on the top recruit. No. Con Knuppel, I believe. I'm not, we should get Flutter on. We should get Evan Flood. We can talk about some top prospects. Maybe uh, in a couple weeks when things slow down after the Super Bowl. Cone, we'll let you go. I appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Yep. Thanks, Grant. Have a good week. You as well. Cone Roller. You can find his work on Twitter, if you want to call it that. Part of the Twitter community for the show. I think Sean Payton is overrated relative to the other good coaches in the league. 
You know what I mean? Like, we talk about Sean Payton like he's the greatest. He's very good. But I think when you put him in a in a division with Andy Reid and well, not the Chargers, not McDaniels. Like, I don't really love those coaches. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, in a matchup against Shanahan, I don't really think there's a big advantage. In a matchup against Reid, I don't think there's a big advantage. I, I think he is on par with some of the better coaches in football. I think he's fine relative to some of the best coaches in football. I don't think he's a tier above like a lot of times we we say. I also will weirdly defend Sean Payton for going seven and nine three years in a row because I don't think Drew Brees was elite as other comparable NFC cornerbacks. Like he was not on the level of Rodgers. He was not on the level of Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson was actually good at the beginning of his career. He's not on the level of Brady. So I, seven and nine three years in a row, I don't hold against Sean Payton as much as some other people do just because I don't think his quarterback was as good. Rodgers will get you through the lean years of, of a bad roster. Like the Packers roster got lean in 2016. Rodgers carried them to an NFC championship game. Breeze isn't that quarterback. So I will weirdly defend Sean Payton with one hand and, and criticize him with the other, if that makes any sense. Let's talk to Dean in lacrosse, 608-796-2558. What's up, Dean? Hey, on topic, um, I compare him and Mike Tomlin. So Mike Tomlin, Ooh. there was one game where the uh, Ravens, I think it was, there was a guy, special teams, streaking down the field, about to score a touchdown, and Mike Tomlin just kind of sticks his leg out onto the field and trips the guy. And uh, he ends up not scoring a touchdown because of that. Um, I'm, I come from the school of uh, the Brett Favre Vikings fans who think that Sean Payton is a pretty dirty guy. Um, and he only got a one-year suspension for that, but nobody really talks about that. So I remember suspension, and I'm not a big fan of his. Um, so on topic, I think that's the best comparison is Mike Tomlin's a good coach. Mike Tomlin has a lot of good stuff, but don't forget, he's a little bit uh, dirty. The other thing I was going to say was yeah. uh, I heard the guys this morning talking. Um, it was interesting talking about just the, the Davis brothers and all that stuff, and I was thinking of calling, but um, it's more of a relevant local topic. So Johnny Davis, boy, the Wizards just broke that kid. And, like, right after <laughs> they drafted him, they did a trade that just made him basically, you know, organizational depth compared to the guys that they had at shooting guard, and now he's too, you know, broken to even take a wide-open shot. Um, but that wasn't what they were talking about this morning. They were kind of just generally saying, you know, get your money while you can sort of thing because poor Johnny, I don't know if he's going to have a career. My, my, my comment was um, you know, he had that awesome Taco Bell uh, sponsorship, and he yeah. was on some ads as kind of being the up-and-comer guy, and those ads are gone, but the local Taco Bell is still holding strong with their ad up on the board there saying, we love you, Johnny, good luck sort of thing. <laughs> Wait, you think that that's part of the sponsor? The the West App the Bell University still has that up on the sign. I haven't been up there in a while. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. I saw it the other day. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, um, so I was just thinking, you know, good for them, local boy. Um, not all hope for has faded with his Taco Bell relationship, but <laughs> I, oh. I think I think it might be time for them to take down the Johnny Davis t- sign because oh. that's about all the sponsorship he's going to have. Then he wanted to work that Taco. Bell- up and to serve food, I can't imagine they have like extra bodies to go up and change the sign. Maybe they just haven't had anyone qualified to go up there and pull the letters off yet. I don't know. Well, I didn't realize I, it was still up there. That's that point, awesome. Oh yeah, and to that point, they used to have maybe it's the one side and the other, but they used to have like employee of the month is whoever, and it's like I think whoever just you know bites the bullet and goes up there and changes the sign, <laughs> they can just make themselves the employee of the month. So. Oh my god. I'm going to spend two minutes explaining all of this to people who don't live in lacrosse because this is really funny. Thank you 
Thank you for letting me know this, Dean. This is incredible. Yeah, have a good night. Yeah, have a good night. That's Dean and Lacrosse. So Lacrosse has Lacrosse has two Taco Bells. I don't think there's a third that I'm forgetting. There's one on the south side. There's one right by campus, which is kind of there's the north side of Lacrosse, and then there's the south side, and then in between there's the university, there's Western, there's UWL, there's Viterbo, and there's downtown. Right, and that's kind of where the West Ave Taco Bell is. And the West Ave Taco Bell, it used to be notorious when I was at school. It's, it's probably even more so now, where it's just like never open because no one wants to work at the Taco Bell where all the drunk college kids comes in. I wouldn't want to work there. I wouldn't want to work there. Right, It didn't matter how bad I need a job. It's like, wait, serve Taco Bell to drunk you know, college kids at 2 a.m.? No, I don't think I want to do that. So they would always struggle to find people who work there. Well, anyways, this Taco Bell before the draft, so this would have been back April, May. They put up a sign that said, good luck, Johnny Davis, or good luck, Johnny, or whatever. I don't often go up there because when I go to Taco Bell, I go to the one on the south side. I don't go up by campus because I have no reason to go up by campus. I live and work in downtown La Crosse. I hardly ever use my car. I didn't know that was still up on the sign. That's unbelievable. I might go up there after work tonight and take a picture. I will tweet it out, at Wisco Grant. I got some Sean Payton comments. We'll get to those. That's the big news of the day is Sean Payton's been hired by the Broncos. D'Amico Ryan's hired by the Texans, so a couple of hires becoming official. I guess Jerry Gray left to Atlanta, so we could talk about Matt LaFleur's staff if that's something that piques your interest as well. In any event, we will be talking more Wisconsin sports, more coaching hires, more Taco Bell next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. We almost got an hour out of the way with an hour closer to Kenny and Heilprin. That's all I can think about on Tuesdays. Just wrapping this show up ASAP. So we get to Ben and Zach. They're coming up at six o'clock. I always look forward to that show. This is the Kenny and Heilprin pregame show. Really, when you think about it. A couple different things going on today. Sean Payton was hired by the Broncos. It's really interesting. There's a trade. Anytime a coach is traded for, it's very interesting. Normally, there's not a first and a second round pick traded for a coach. That's what the Broncos gave up. They gave up this year's first, which they got from Miami in the Bradley Chubb trade, I believe. It doesn't really matter. They gave up a first round pick that they that they owned. They, they came to own. That's going to New Orleans. And then their second round pick next year going to New Orleans. So pound for pound, what the Packers got for Devontae Adams the Saints got from a coach that wasn't coaching for them anymore. Pretty slick deal for New Orleans when you think about it. So that's interesting. It's interesting because I've heard a lot recently that, well, no one's going to want to take the Broncos job. They're not going to be able to get a coach. Well, they got the best coach. So what exactly can Sean Payton scheme up? What does Sean Payton think of Russell Wilson? Right? How high is his opinion of Russell Wilson? Or maybe Sean Payton doesn't care. Maybe Sean Payton's like, hey, I'm going to get a boatload of money from the Broncos ownership group because they own Walmart and they're flush with cash. Think of all the think of all the egg money that Sean Payton's going to get. A dozen eggs is costing an arm and a leg this time of year, right? I, I don't know. I don't look at the price. Eggs have become gas. I don't even look at how much they cost. I need them. I can't live without them. So I get the good. But the, but the egg prices, that's all going into Sean Payton's pocket. No wonder eggs cost so much at Walmart. They need to pay Sean Payton. So maybe he's just doing this for a payday. I have a feeling, though, he thinks he can go in and and do some things with Russell Wilson in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. It's going to be really fun. 
We talked about that. And the Mike McCarthy comps are everywhere. I get a tweet from Greg here. He tweeted me at Wisco Grant. Just had a Sean Payton conversation with some buddies recently. I envy you. I, I would kill for a good Sean Payton conversation with my buddies. Payton coached with a Hall of Fame quarterback for 15 years and won the NFC South seven times, appeared in three NFC Championship games, and appeared in and won one Super Bowl. Any of that sound familiar? Yeah, I think the McCarthy-Sean Payton comps are very valid. I think McCarthy had a better quarterback, and that helped McCarthy avoid going 7-9 and nine a couple of times, as Sean Payton did. I also think that McCarthy's quarterback was a little bit more difficult to get along with. Drew Brees, probably a little bit more agreeable, probably a little bit more even-keeled guy than Rodgers which allowed Sean Payton to coach Drew Brees to the bitter end, and it was bitter because Drew Brees really couldn't throw at the end. Yeah, the McCarthy-Payton comps are real. I think Sean Payton, pound for pound, is a better coach, but I think we overrate Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton is a very good coach. I think he's a fine coach relative to the other good coaches in the league. I don't think he's a step above anyone. I don't think he's a revelation. I don't think he's a mastermind. Nothing like that. I think he's a very good coach. And the Broncos need a very good coach. And they had to pay a lot for this very good coach because they didn't really have a choice. Their choice was to be terrible with Russell Wilson and hold on to their picks and their money or go all in to try to get the best coach possible to win with Russell Wilson. I keep remembering that scene, National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets, where they go into Mount Rushmore at the end and the door slams shut behind them. And Ed Harris dramatically says, only one way out, forward. That's... That's what the Broncos are doing. Only one way to win with Wilson, and that's to go more all-in on Wilson. You got Sean Payton. Back in two minutes. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Oh, some rough news. Uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter and Deadline, La Brea is expected to end with season three on NBC. Ah. Oh says the third season will only be six episodes, a decision influenced by the increasing possibility of a writer's strike this year. <laughs> okay. My favorite part of Sunday Night Football and Al Michaels' final season last year when he had to preview La Brea. Like, I don't know why I find it funny. I do. I think when announcers have to read copy, Kevin Harlan's really good at it. When Kevin Harlan has to read copy to promote something coming up on TNT... Do you want to watch a show about a train that's going around a frozen world? Then check out Bullet Train, now on TNT, and airing next day on some streaming service you've never heard of. I don't have a great Kevin Harlan. You know what I'm talking about. I love it when sports announcers have to preview shows. And then, like, you watch highlights back years later. Like, people are going to watch back the highlights of Bengals Chiefs from yesterday. There's young kids in Kansas City right now and in 15 years, 10 years, they're going to be at college and they're going to be getting drunk with their buddies and they're going to come home and they're going to want to eat a pizza and they're like, what should we watch? Oh, throw on uh, Patrick Mahomes highlights. And then they're going to stumble upon the Bengals game 
the AFC title game from 2022-2023. They're going to put it on, and and Jim Nance is going to be reading copy about some dumb show that these kids have never heard of. I just think it's funny. That's all. La Brea, season three. RIP. We hardly knew you, La Brea. At least Quantum Leap's still around. And at least we still have young Sheldon. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Kenny and Heilprin coming up in an hour. We've been talking about Sean Payton going to Denver. I find that very interesting. We can talk about Aaron Rodgers and what he said on the McAfee show today. Always captivating. Uh, it's always interesting when he hops on with Pat McAfee and the boys. And before 6 o'clock, I do want to play the soundbite from the Bill Michaels show earlier today because Bill and Ben had John Marks on from WIP in Philly. And some of the points John was making... I. I was listening in the KTY studio in the cross, and I'm like, preach, Brother John. Yes, you're saying some of these things that I, I feel about the Packers. So I saved a couple of sound bites. Ben was nice enough to send me the audio, uh, and I would love to do that. But that's the, only, that's the only hard and fast thing I have planned between now and 6 o'clock. I'd like to keep taking calls, keep the conversation going. 608-796-2558. Dan is in Broadhead. What's going on, Dan? Welcome. Oh, what's going on, Grant? How you been? Well, I'm pretty devastated because La Brea is coming to an end after season three. But I, other than that, my day's been okay, I guess. It's a little cold outside. I went I went outside this morning, Dan. I tell you what, the car next to me this morning had a flat tire. It was on the rim. And I, I've i been thinking about him all day. I wonder how that guy's day went. My day's been fine because I was able to use my car this morning. I, I feel for that guy. Imagine coming out. It's <laughs> minus five degrees and your car's riding on the rim. Ugh. Yeah, I guess that could be kind of a problem, although it could be, uh, you know, a built-in excuse of, hey, I'm not going to make it in today. Yeah, it's true. I also live, like, <laughs> but, four blocks from work. I just, I can't. I, I wish there was a scenario in which I was unable to come to work. I wish I could come up with one. But unless I lose my legs or my voice, I, I really don't have an excuse. It sucks. Yeah, very true. Well, uh, what I called for was that yes. uh, I listened to you this morning uh, on the Evo show, and you uh, you came up with an analogy, uh, kind of comparing the uh, the Packers' struggle up the mountain to the uh, Eagles taking a chairlift yeah. up to the top of the mountain. And I, I was thinking about it, and I said, I think there's a better analogy than that because I think it's kind of like you know how when people go and they and they. Uh, they scale like Mount Everest. They have these guys that help them, like Sherpas. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they call them. Yep. So it's like the Eagles had Sherpas, but they're like Miles Sanders and AJ Brown. Yeah. And uh, Devontae Smith and the offensive line, even though Kelsey's a little bit on the aging side. And the Packers, like, do you want to be trying to help, you know, get, get up the hill with Bakhtiari? He's actually sliding down the hill with his knee. Ugh. And you got, you know, Tanya up there, and he's trying to pull you up. And I, I just thought that was a better analogy than, than the Eagles actually just hopping on a chairlift and riding it up the mountain. Yeah, what, what do you think about that? The Eagles, I, like, I want to make this very clear. The Eagles are a really good team. And I think pound for pound, they're, they're the best team in the NFC. Like, they deserve to be in the Super Bowl. I, I guess I just, I wish they had to earn it a little bit more. I feel like they didn't have to earn it. That doesn't mean they don't have great players. You're talking about Sherpas. Like, man, they got the best O-line in the league. They got the best D-line in the league. They had like 15 or 16 more sacks than the next closest team. Great secondary, great wide receiver. They're great. I just, I don't know. They made it. It's supposed to be harder than that. For the last 10 years, it's been harder than that. And it's just, I don't know. I'm jealous. That's that's really, it's coming from a place of jealousy. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I'm just jealous of how they were able to build that team. And it's like, okay, well, you have, like you said, you have 
star and key players on every phase of your team, and that's what every team wants to get, to, you know, to be like. So I don't fault him at all, and, uh, I'm, you know, I'm kind of pulling for them to win only because of the fact that, you know, Mahomes, he's going to get more, and uh, he's going to be around for a while, but it's kind of good to see the team that, you know, doesn't always make it there, and, and it's always in the championship kind of, you know, be there and, and make something. Imagine being a Bills fan or a Chargers fan this weekend, knowing that you were the team that couldn't get to the round to beat the Bengals, and the Bengals were the team that couldn't beat the Chiefs. Like, there are levels to this, right? And the Chiefs are on top, and the Bengals are close, but they're not quite there. And then there's teams that aren't even on the Bengals level. Like, the Bills and the Chargers and those fan bases, they got to feel second or third tier. That's got to be an exhausting feeling, even with the quarterback that, is good like Josh Allen or a great quarterback like Justin Herbert. They're still not even close in that conference. Yeah, it, it speaks a ton about Mahomes and Andy Reid, you know, like how they can lose key players and assemble, you know, a team out of a couple of castoffs from another team and how Mahomes is just good enough to make them rise above all that. At, yeah. at one point I thought, okay, let's not go for the – unbelievable generational quarterback and let's go the San Francisco route and just go with a, you know, serviceable quarterback and a bunch of talent around him. But when you see Mahomes play like he does, even injured, it's like, okay, do I want to go for the generational quarterback or do I want to build around a, a you know, a decent quarterback and the, the jury's still out on that. Yeah, and that's that's a part of the calculus for the Packers this offseason for sure. Dan, I'm going to let you go in case somebody else wants to hop in here, but I appreciate you. Thanks for the yeah, call. Yeah, always good to talk to you, bud. Yeah, Have a good night. Well. You as well. Dan and Broadhead and myself, both big fans of La Brea, I can assume, which will be ending soon. Uh, Cohen Roller, about a half hour ago, made an important addition to our Sean Payton conversation in that the Denver Broncos are also acquiring the rights to any future movies made about Sean Payton. Uh, in which the role is played by Kevin James. Six foot Steve chimes in, and I didn't know this, Steve, so thank you for clarifying. I can't be on top of everything. I'm just one man here. He says, I heard that Tubi is in the development stage for the expanding Sean Payton cinematic universe, potential for a crossover flick coming up with Danger Rust pictures. Thank you. I did not know that. Uh, Thank you for... (laughs) We're also talking about the show How To. I didn't know Nathan Fielder co-produced that. Uh, and is this Q who texted that in? I lost all my contacts. I'm eyeballing phone numbers, raw dogging phone numbers. This is terrible. This is a number I recognize. Nick and Madison, twice in one week, Nick. To what do we owe this pleasure? Grant, you hung up on me. I hung up on you? Are you there? Oh, there we go. There we go. Oh, oh. that probably that oh, you went silent. Yeah, that's, went that's, silent. Why, that's why Nick's been holding out on us with only calling every once in a while is because I keep hanging <laughs> up on him. But what's going on, Nick? Well, well, so I hear you live like four blocks from the studio. Where are you living at? The freight house or like the Civic Center? What the heck, man? Like, I thought you'd try to get away from downtown and campus. Oh, no. Well, downtown and campus are, they're, they're close, but they, they feel very separate. Like, I don't often bump into college kids. I live, uh, <laughs> I live closer to the You don't lacrosse. need to share that yeah, publicly. <laughs> I live closer to the lacrosse. I, that's probably the, the closest landmark that I want to give up. Not that anyone's going to do anything with it. Like, I, uh, I'm not that important here where people care where I live. But I, I don't know. I feel a little weird. I live closer to lacrosse center, which is very much, yeah. like, closer to the river, a, a little bit farther away from the main drag of downtown. Sure. It, lacrosse is small enough. It's two blocks. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two, two blocks away um, so, from the main drag. That's an important distinction, yeah. 
So it's interesting. All of this, all the conversations t- tie together. You know, the, your last caller was talking about the Eagles, you know, and, and having all these guys and, and, you know, how the Packers just don't have all these guys. So, um, and, 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 you know, here we are seeing Sean Payton go to a team where Russell Wilson is sucking up, you know, so much of the, going to be sucking up so much of the team salary cap. Um, Payton better get it done in this first year because this, this is the year that, um, Russell's salary cap is going to be the lowest. Um, and then it just progressively gets worse and worse and worse. Um, I, I actually did a, I, I took a look at this, the last 13 Super Bowls. Of the last 13, 10 of the 26 quarterbacks, not including duos, mm-hmm. um, have been on rookie contracts. Yeah. Seven and- of them, seven others, have been on their second contract. Yeah. And that includes our, our Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So when you look at it, seven, 17 of 26 quarterbacks have been paying pretty low, you know, so you're able to afford, go out and afford all these other guys. You're able to go out and afford a Miles Sanders. You're able to afford to go out and get an A.J. Brown like the Eagles are because Hurts is on his rookie contract. And then if you want to dig even further, you got nine quarterbacks left. Six of them are named Tom Brady, who's notoriously notoriously takes a pay cut. Yeah. Okay. So now you've got three quarterbacks left. Two are Peyton Manning. One of them, he took a, a, a pay cut, a $4 million pay cut in order to, to stay on the Broncos in order to pay a defense. And Matt Stafford had a contract fen- uh, cap-friendly contract in order to go out and buy more right there. Aaron Rodgers is our problem. We need to get rid of his contract. And until we do, we need to be playing on, um, on Love's contract so we can go out and afford all these other guys. Yeah, I, and this is why this offseason is kind of crystallizing for me. A couple of weeks ago, I'm like, eh, I don't care. If Rodgers wants to come back, if he wants you know, if he wants to play somewhere else, Packers can trade him. I don't really think it changes their outlook for next year. I think the Packers win total next year with Aaron Rodgers and with Jordan Love is very similar. I could be wrong. I don't think it makes a big difference. I don't think it was this last year. Either way, Aaron Rodgers' contract, a lot of it's going to be on the Packers, even if they, get, yes. even if they do trade him. Yeah, yep, so, exactly, next- but... But they could get the draft capital, and they could put that towards building the next wave of talent if they want to get an extra wide receiver, an extra tight end. So they have the next step at least. They they have a, a step in the right direction if they trade Rodgers. Cut the ties now. Start playing love. Start getting some experience. Get the draft capital out of them. You know, and then you know maybe in a couple, two, three years. I mean, we're going to be reliving the Aaron Rodgers, you know, the Brett Favre to Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers saga all over again. You know, and, and teams need to learn, don't go into a third contract with a quarterback because you don't make it work. It never works. Yeah. You, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers proved it by saying, I can come back and be MVP caliber. Gronkowski said, dude, you want to be MVP? Why not win some Super Bowl rings? I got more rings than you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I don't care about the MVP anymore. I want Super Bowls. I, I get you. I do. It gets MVPs are fun. They're not as fun as titles. It's fun to win both, right? Like the MVP salary. Then he got his titles. It's I, I yeah. The MVP is a it's an individual award. The fans like it. We like to see it, but it doesn't do nearly as much for us as as a title does. Rogers I, has clearly came out and said it's all about me. I'm I only care about me, and unfortunately, that's not the way that this. Uh, this team runs, uh, especially when it's owned by the community. 
Yeah, so, I, I agree with you to an extent. I'm Nick. one of them. Yeah, and I, I am too. I'm an owner. We're, we're just two owners chopping it up. Nick, I got to let you go because I just saw what time it is. Sounds right? good. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Nick is in Madison. I don't, man, I, I think some people hear a little bit of what they want to hear with Roger sometimes. And Nick, like, I'll push back a little bit with what you said on Roger says it's all about me. I don't think he says that. I think we hear that. I think because the Packers have come up short and because Aaron Rodgers makes so much money and because he's underperformed in a couple of big games recently, we we, we think that. We think Rodgers is all about himself and we're frustrated with losses. So when Rodgers talks, we think he's all about him. He's saying it's all about him. And I, I, I don't know. I think sometimes we unfairly assign things to Rodgers, especially recently. All right, so I'll push back a little bit on what you said, Nick. Just a little bit. Mike from Chippewa Falls texts in. He says, I missed a bit of the show. Was Sean Payton still employed by the Saints? Again, uh, I will now explain something I don't don't totally understand. I, I don't know exactly how it works. He was under contract with the Saints. He stepped away while he was still under contract. So the Saints own his rights. So in order for him to become available to go coach elsewhere, the Saints need compensation. I don't know exactly how it works. I don't know the dirty details, but that's the gist of it. Yesterday, I explained the salary cap and inflation, despite not knowing how either one works. So this is, I'm, I'm having a week. Mike in Colorado, speaking of Sean Payton. Mike, do you have boots on the ground and directly to us about coaching hire? Please let us know. Says, Grant, conversations in Green Bay not involving Aaron Rodgers, and he finds them interesting. Maybe because the conversations were not about Aaron Rodgers. Since he spent time in Nashville with Cobb and Bakhtiari, maybe the talks are about Cobb and Bakhtiari and the others. Yeah, I don't know. Aaron said today that the Packers are having conversations about trading me, apparently, and I'm not a part of them, which is interesting. Which, to defend Rodgers, the questions were posed by McAfee and his guys. They're trying to ask questions that get that quote, get that soundbite. So let's take it easy a little bit on Rodgers. Rodgers did say, well, that's interesting. And then, like, a couple seconds later, he said that, <laughs> he said that, well, I've been pretty insulated. You know, I've been doing this. It's like, dude, I, I don't think you want to be in the loop with the Packers. I think you're taking some time off and you're enjoying it. So enjoy it, right? Don't on one hand say that you're disconnected, you're on vacation, you love it, but then also on the other hand, well, the Packers are doing this. Well, dude, you're on vacation, okay? So either be on vacation or don't, right? It seemed like a weird complaint of his. That's all I'm saying. Let's take a break. Three minutes, we'll come back, talk about more of this. It's the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. Kenny and Heilprin coming up in about 40 minutes. Going to talk Badgers. Probably more football, more positive things to talk about. I saw a fickle bat signal alert today. I saw they got a tight end. Uh, Zach Heilprin was tweeting about Grant Streck. Although that might have been on Sunday. Is that yesterday? So a couple different things, a couple different items, news and notes, etc. to hit on Kenny and Heilprin. That's coming up in just a little bit. If you want to join the show, 608-796-2558. My name is Grant Bills. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. couple of texts. I'm really bad at getting a text. Tim and Menominee says maybe Sean Payton can call him McDaniels and see if he still has his Broncos visor cap. Yeah. <laughs> McDaniels done it. You know, no use for those now. That's a good take, Tim. You know, every penny counts. When you're moving to a, an expensive 
a place like Colorado, high taxes, high taxes. In a, I don't know. I've done a lot of talking out of my butt the last two days. Inflation, salary cap, trading coaches, and uh, cost of living. I don't know much about the cost of living in Colorado. Jared and DeForest says Denver's defense is pretty good. Russ was just that bad. Oh, yeah. Yes, that is an accurate statement. That is not a hyperbole at all. Says if they put up just 19 points, they'd be hosting a playoff game or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody crunched the numbers. It might have been Nick Wright towards the end of the year. Did the math where it's just like if the Broncos would average 19 points a game, they'd, they'd be hosting a playoff game, like you said, Jared. Isn't that nuts? It's wild. Yeah, that's how bad the offense was. The, the Broncos defense... You'll have this every once in a while where you have a team that doesn't have a great quarterback, doesn't have a great offense, but the defense plays really well. You're like, wow, elite defense. If only they had the offense. The 2018 Vikings, uh, the 2019 or 2020 Washington football team at the time. I think it was 2020. That was the Taylor Heineke year where they played Tom Brady tough. And then this last year, the Jets. And we always have these teams with terrible quarterbacks, not a great offense, but it's like, man, if the defense, defense is so great. If you could just get a quarterback, and it's a little bit of a fallacy because the Vikings that her cousins and realized, oh, our defense is good. It just had a great year, right? The Washington football team, they had a good defense, had a great year. I think the same about the Jets. I think Sauce Gardner is good and Quinnen Williams is good. And I think they have good players. I think it's a good defense, had a great year. The Broncos defense is different. That was a legitimately great defense. And I think it still is. They are unbelievable. Uh, and they might keep their coordinator Vero hasn't gone anywhere, has he? I know we're all caught up with D'Amico Ryans and uh, um, Sean Payton getting hired today. Ejiro. I also don't know how to spell his name off the top of my head, so I don't know what to type in and search. So my apologies there on that one. I have a little bit of audio from the Bill Michael Show, the Thrill Michael Show earlier today. Him and Ben got out and got a great guest. They got John Marks from WIP in Philly, and he made a couple of points about the Eagles that I want to play for you, and then I want to make those same points about the Packers. We're going to do that in a minute. First, we're going to talk to Brenda and Madison. 608-796-2558. What's up, Brenda? Hey, not much. How are you doing? I am doing swell. I thought, for whatever reason, in the back of my mind, that the Badgers played tonight, and I was walking around today with that assumption, and I was kind of stressed about it. Now I realize they don't play till Thursday, so I feel like a, a weight has been lifted. Like, you know when you have plans, and then the plans get canceled, and you feel free as a bird? That's kind of how I feel right now. Well, yeah, I mean, they've been underwhelming lately anyway, so yeah. you're not really missing much, yeah. except some disappointment. I didn't need to deal with that stress tonight of watching a, a struggling team. Exactly. You can get a couple no. days off. And, Wait till and, uh, no, and then you just go on a drink heavily because you'll be disappointed. So, you know, it is what it is. You said um, it, yeah. No. <laughs> so the Packers, so Aaron Rodgers, see, he, he talks the talk like, oh, you know, my pinky's not injured, but it is. Um, you know, um, I don't want a ton of money, but I do, you know, so he's talking the talk, but when it comes to walking the walk, he's not really walking the walk. Yeah. Well, Roger, well, here's the thing. Rogers, I think just really likes to talk. He likes going on McAfee, likes telling stories. He likes talking about like, it's weird. Cause Rogers always talks about how he doesn't want to get into media, right? Or he used to say all the time, like he doesn't want to be in a booth. He doesn't want to be an analyst. I feel like he'd be great. He loves to, he loves oh, commenting yeah. on, they asked him today about the third quarterback rule and like San Francisco didn't have somebody. Should they put in a rule like Rogers loves to talk. So I, yeah, I, I don't know if that he talks the talk and doesn't walk the walk. I just think he talks a lot. And when the team isn't winning and he didn't have a great season, we're, you know, getting a little sick of that. But I don't think you know the truth if it hit him upside the head. 
I think it de- yeah. he's good at coach speak. He's really good at coach speak. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes with people who like to talk, and I am one of those people, as uh, I talk for two hours every night. I think sometimes you know we have our expressions that we like, and you know our, our talking points that we like. I think sometimes Rogers goes on these long rants, and I just want to ask, like, do you know what you just said? Could you could you tell me what you just said? What were you even saying? You just talk to talk. I talk to talk. I do it every night, right? And I think Rogers maybe does that a little bit too. But the difference is, you get paid to do that kind of talking. He gets paid to play football, which he is not doing very good at either. All right. All right. So. Point taken. Touche. I, I, yeah, I get that. I, I also think, and I, I brought this up yesterday, I think we are specially uh, annoyed with Rodgers because we did this once already with Favre, right? Like, I, I think our patience is even lower and, and our, and our like, BS meter is even higher with a quarterback who's hemming and hawing about retiring because we did this with Favre. So all that frustration that we had with Favre, I think, is now all coming back and we're feeling it especially more so with Rodgers the second time around. Yes, and he's been he's proven in the last two, three years that he is a prima donna. That was my biggest issue with Favre at the end is that he became a prima donna, and he's becoming the prima donna of, well, I don't know if I want to retire. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. What's it worth it to me? Blah, blah, blah. And, it's, you know, it's like, ugh, yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. You either know you want to retire or you don't. My thing, he can take a little time to decide. I, I don't really care. I don't think it affects the Packers too much. It doesn't really, I'm not letting it affect me. The one thing I, the last two times he's went on the McAfee show, I think it's funny because he's like, that's oh, nice to get away. Dude, get, a, get away from what? Like, you don't have kids. You don't have a nine to five. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I think it's so funny at the end of every year. He's like, I got to get away. I got to, I got to clear my mind. I got to clear my head. It's like, what do you have to clear? You know what I mean? You don't have three little kids running around your house. You don't, I, I don't know. I, I think it's funny. I do. And if you really did, you've got enough money to pay a nanny and a cook. So what difference does it make? Yeah, like, yeah. You, that's a good point. You, I mean, come on. You've got no worries. I mean, he doesn't have, I mean, yes, he's probably got bills to pay, but come on. He makes enough money to pay those bills, um, unlike the rest of us. Well, he's, um, he's got a girlfriend you know, now. He's got a relationship now. Mallory Eaton's and him apparently are going steady. He's got it. You know, that's a, that's a, there's there's a stress there. Relationship stresses. He's you know connected to another human now. Maybe that maybe that's what he's getting away from. Yeah, they'll be they'll be done by them this summer. I wonder some of these celebrity relationships with someone as as wealthy as Rogers and Mallory Edens. Like, do they truly just do relationships for optics? And it's like, all right, you come from this family. You know, you're you're a quarterback. It'd be good PR. It gets your name out there. It gets Rogers' name. Like, I, I wonder. I don't know. It's not that I, I cry BS on some of these relationships. I'm like, I wonder what they're really like, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Probably just like, hey, we'll go out a few times, make it public, just so that, you know, the paparazzi have some information and keep my name relevant, keep your name relevant, and we're good to go. Yeah, the Pete Davidson approach. I see. All right, gotcha. Well, Brenda, it was nice to hear from you. Before too long, we're going to be talking about the Brewers. Can't you wait? Uh, well, I'm done with the Packers, so yeah, the Brewers would be next. And the Bucks are kind of, yeah, the Bucks are the Bucks. We're buying time with the Bucks. That's what we're doing. It's late January. Just stay healthy, build some good mojo, build yeah. some nice momentum, some good vibes. That's all we can ask for right now at the yeah, end of January. Yeah, keep, keep, keep winning. I mean, yeah, you're going to lose a few here and there, but keep winning and keep be honest with a few of the other important people healthy and trade away a couple of the other ones that are kind of like, you know, the, what's this name, Chewbacca or whatever. 
Sir Baca oh, Sir or whatever. He needs, Sir he needs, he needs to go. He, <laughs> there's another prima donna right there. Oh, but, yeah, he needs to go. So trade him away. Get rid of him. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, the Bucks are just kind of steady Eddie at this point, which is nice. Yes. Yes. If they could just they just be steady, no drama, build good vibes, stay healthy, that's that's all we need from the Bucks right now. Thank you, Brenda. Thanks that's, for the call. Yep, have a good week. Yeah, Bye. you got it. And the perfect take on the Bucks as well, Brenda. You're exactly right. Enjoy the games or don't. If you're bored by regular season basketball, don't watch. They're just buying time, staying healthy, building chemistry, tweaking rotations, all that stuff. We're just kind of feeling it out mode right now. I got some Aaron Rodgers audio, and I also got some audio from the Bill Michael Show earlier today. John Marks, WIP in Philly. Great interview, and I think some some great talking points that we can apply from Ben Kenny's Eagles to our Packers. So we'll do that next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter at Wisco Grant 608-796-2558 if you want a text or call. I need to say something here. I don't want to be this guy. We have a very harmonious ecosystem here. Me and the callers and the guests, we don't do a lot of fighting because we don't normally need to do a lot of fighting. We're not a confrontational bunch here. We don't often get into it. I gotta say, I need, to, I need to take a stand here. You don't want Aaron Rodgers on the Packers anymore. That's fine. I don't disagree. I think the, the smartest thing the Packers could do this offseason is trade Aaron Rodgers if they can get a really good haul of picks. And if they can get if they can get what the Saints got for Sean Payton, if they can get a first and a second, even if it's split up by two years, I'll take it. Yeah, if they get a first or a second. If they could get back what they got for Devontae Adams, I'd take it. You're not going to get the Russell Wilson Hall. You're not going to get multiple first. But if you get a first and a second, or, you know, hell, if you can get a one and a one, if you can get a first uh, one year and a first the next, all right. You get a good deal. I think the Packers should trade Aaron Rodgers. Makes good, reasonable sense. So if, if you're sick of Aaron Rodgers and you're done with him, I, I, I'm not even against you. Because I think from an X's and O's perspective, from a salary cap perspective, from a team building perspective, it's probably the smartest thing for the Packers to do to move off of him. However, I feel like a lot of people are calling the show. And this isn't just this week. This isn't just today. Like, we just got off the phone with Brenda. This is not just Brenda. I feel like a lot of people are calling the show, and they're frustrated with Rodgers, and they're frustrated with the Packers. So they're saying all these things that, like, aren't known to be true. You can be frustrated with Rodgers, but what I what I don't want is, that, like, I don't want people calling in and, like just assigning their own feelings and and creating their own version of Aaron Rodgers to complain about. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Aaron Rodgers needs to decide. We haven't even hit the Super Bowl yet. You know what I mean? Like, Tom Brady hasn't decided. No one's killing Tom Brady to make a decision. If it's if it's June, if it's heck, if it's March, sure, then we can have the conversation about Willie Woney hemming hung. He's not hemming and hung right now. He's just on vacation. The season's not even over yet. So if you have residual frustration with Favre, all right, I get it. If you have frustration with the Packers and Rodgers for coming up short, I get it. 
But don't call in and tell me that Rodgers is holding the franchise hostage and he's hemming and hawing and he won't decide what he wants to do. It's not even the Super Bowl yet, okay? If you want to complain about the state of the Packers, have at it. But don't create your own version of Aaron Rodgers where you see what you want to see and, and he says what you want him to say so you can get mad at him. Like, don't turn Aaron Rodgers into your own little customizable sports talk voodoo doll to just beat up on. Because Rodgers deserves criticism for this, that, the other thing. And I think we've been down the laundry list of things that Aaron Rodgers deserves to be criticized for. I spent t- plenty of time on the show criticizing Aaron Rodgers. But I think Aaron Rodgers has taken a lot of bullets right now for things that aren't true, for things that are exaggerated, for things that aren't really there. And I... I don't know. I don't want this show to be that because I feel like there are people listening and hearing some of these calls and saying, that's, you know, I, I get you're frustrated with Rogers, but it's not true. So I would just like, as a blanket statement, push back a little bit. There's a lot to complain about with the state of the Packers. We don't need to make up things. We don't need to create demons that aren't there just so we have something else to complain about. That's my two cents on Rogers. Let's talk to Mark. 608-796-2558. What's up, Mark? Hey. I just wanted to, to build on what you're talking about with people's frustration with uh, Rodgers. I think it falls back to the quarterback in the NFL gets all of the glory, also gets proportionately too much blame for things not working out. Sure. There are many reasons why the Packers haven't been able to get the job done. Aaron Rodgers' salary is maybe part of it, but it's not the only reason. And to, to turn around and just sit there and be, well, we've got to get rid of this contract. We've got to get rid of this contract. The Packers really thought this was a dumb contract. They wouldn't have given it to them. They yeah. have, we have to believe that they kind of know what they're doing and they have avenues to do what they need to do. They have their reasons. And, yep, and if they firmly believe that he is still their best cha- their guy and the best chance for them to win, they're going to make it work. And we'll see what happens with the roster next year. Maybe they're really high on the rookies that played every game this year and made rookie mistakes. Maybe next year they won't make those same mistakes and ball falls our way and they have a better record and they get into the playoffs and then, you know, all bets are off. Can I also, I I want to add something on the salary. The problem is not Roger's salary per se. The problem is that he's getting the salary and not playing like the elite quarterback that the Packers are paying him to be. Right, you can win. You can win yeah. in the playoffs, and you can be a great team paying the quarterback a lot of money. But the quarterback has to be great, right? I don't fault Aaron Rodgers for signing a contract that was offered to him. I don't. I don't fault him for that. Sure. I, I do think Rodgers also has to realize when he does that, there are going to be limitations on the team. And I think for the most part, he realizes that. It's not like he complains about the roster on him too much. In fact, when he talks about the roster, what he wants, all he wants is his old buddies back. He's not pounding the table for AJ Brown or to spend a bunch of money to go get DeAndre Hopkins. He just wants Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis back. So I I think Rodgers understands the ramifications of his contract. The issue is not the contract. It's that Rodgers is not elite anymore, and he's getting paid to be elite. That's why the Packers missed the playoffs last year. Yeah, and I think, I think too, he's acknowledged this offseason at least once that, yeah, he's going to have to rework the deal, regardless of what he does. If he stays, he's going to have to rework the deal and gets traded. He understands the math, and he knows that, He's not going to get the contract as it currently is. So I think that's maybe him admitting, yeah, maybe I don't, I can't carry the team 100%. Yeah. Um, at least I'd like to think that. Maybe that's me kind of putting on rose colored glasses, so to speak. And no. 
seeing the rainbows and the unicorns where they're not really there. Life is too short to not put on rose-colored glasses for our favorite sports team. Sports aren't real. Sport, sports is how we right? entertain ourselves and occupy our time. If there is any facet of life to use rose-colored glasses, it's sports. Rationalize away, convince yourself of anything. That's literally what sports are for, Mark. For the last dozen years with Aaron Rodgers, I've always gone into every offseason going, you know what? We have Aaron Rodgers. We That means we always have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. With his talent. And as long as things fall our way and they surround him, that's, a, that's the biggest stepping hurdle right there is having a, a quality quarterback that you can look at and say, we could win every game with him. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't, need to, be the, doesn't need to be the best quarterback in the league, but you need – quality and I guess we'll see this offseason how much the Packers really believe in Jordan Love because if they're comfortable moving off of Rodgers that means on some level they're confident enough that Jordan Love can get it uh, on some level again I don't think they're expecting MVP play but we'll see exactly what he's capable of thank you Mark I appreciate your call right on take it easy have a good one you know you you talk about surrounding quarterbacks with talent right and the Eagles are a great example I want to play you a soundbite from the Bill Michaels show earlier today, the Thrill Michaels show, as I sometimes like to call it. Uh, Bill and Ben had John Marks on from WIP in Philly. And Bill kind of, uh, you know, I love Bill as a question asker because Bill never backs you into a corner. He likes asking big picture questions. And then uh, whoever's, you know, talking to Bill can kind of take it in any direction. Bill asked about Jalen Hurts and said, you know, kind of why and how has he taken this next step as a quarterback? Here's the audio. What has been the what has been the the, the instigator for the jump? What has he improved on so much that has given him that ability this season? Uh, Roger Worski, who we have on as a, as a weekly guest, thinks that it's just really hard work working on the mechanics, and that's enabling enabling him to be more accurate. Uh, I guess he always had enough arm strength. He's not given of Aaron Rodgers' laser, Pat Mahomes' laser arm strength. He certainly has enough strength. I think it's just kind of going from year two to year three because what we would have, uh, the discussion we would have, and a lot of our callers on WIP would talk about Jalen Hurts' intangibles and the leadership and those kind of things, which were there and were real, but I always believed they don't, they don't matter. They don't matter a hill of beans if the guy can't make NFL throws. So what he's shown this year is not only can he make NFL throws, um, he's a real threat in the running game. And it's not one of these quote-unquote running quarterbacks where you get to the playoffs and you're figured out by the better defenses because you can't throw. No, Jalen Hurts can throw and beat you, and Jalen Hurts can run and beat you. And they can, they, they, the offense doesn't really have a weakness. Now, the 49ers did a good job, and that wasn't, it wasn't a great offensive performance, but – Jalen has taken that jump, hard work, and just year two to year three. The dude's 23, 20, might be 24 years old now. He's still a very young player. Natural progression, right? He's still a young player, makes that next, makes that next jump, not making a lot of money, great roster. And everybody in Baltimore wants Lamar Jackson to be a better quarterback, but they don't want to give him a wide receiver to throw to. Go yes. out and get A.J. Brown and draft Devontae Smith if you want to see a quarterback take that jump. Uh, we saw it with Tua this year, and we saw it with Jalen Hurts. Yes. I was listening to this today, and I'm – fist pumping i'm saying yes we always want to see young quarterbacks take this jump where's the jump where's the progression well if you're surrounding the quarterback with devin duvernay and that 300 pound fullback what's his name i I can't remember the big guy in baltimore like of course lamar jackson is going to be limited as a passer he's not getting anything easy because he doesn't have unbelievable wide receivers that can get open in an instant and make his life easy with big window throws and yards after the catch right if the packers want Aaron Rodgers' life to be easier at age 39, age 40, then they would be smart 
to go back to wide receiver in the draft. Yes, I know, in the first round. As insane as that's all. We're not the Packers. We we don't draft wide receivers in the... Well, you got a 40-year-old quarterback, okay? So do you want to keep doing what we've always done and expect that to work? Didn't work last year. Or do you want to adapt? If the Packers are bringing back Rodgers at age 40, Rodgers needs more help on the outside. But they just drafted Watson and else. I know! And the Eagles had just drafted Jalen Rager and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And then they drafted Devontae Smith. Well, we have all these guys. Well, guess what? A.J. Brown's available. He's also really good. You can have more than one good receiver. It's what the Dolphins did to help Tua. They got Tyreek Hill. They got Jalen Waddle. Look at how easy Tua's life was. Yeah, Tua made great throws. He also made some bad ones. But life as a quarterback is so much easier when you have explosive, talented wide receivers that can get themselves open, wide open. Not wide receivers that can read a hand signal and know to look over their their left shoulder instead of their right. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the slimmest margin of error type plays. I'm talking about talented, explosive wide receivers that can get open, wide open. Christian Watson can do that. We saw that. I think Romeo Dobbs can do that. The Packers need to get another tight end, another wide receiver, other guys that can do that. So if Rodgers is back at age 40, his age 40 season and his age 40 life is easier. Or if they're going to Jordan Love, do you want Jordan Love to try to break into the league and establish himself as a starter, throwing the ball to Al Lazard and Randall Cobb and Samari Toure? Well, Samari Toure is unbelievable. He's really good, really talented. So never mind. It's a bad example. No, I want Watson, Dobbs, maybe Michael Mayer, the tight end, maybe the tight end from Georgia. Maybe that wide receiver from USC, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston from TCU, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. It's a great day and age to need wide receivers. There's talented, explosive guys all over the place, every single draft. That's what the Packers should do. And that's what the Eagles, the Eagles were brilliant for that. Devontae Smith, and then they bring in A.J. Brown. I think on some level, maybe that's what the Bears were trying to do when they traded for Chase Claypool. I don't know. The Bears should trade for another wide receiver like that. The sweet spot is find a guy who's coming up through the ranks, is going to want a big contract, and the team might be leery of giving it to them. That's what the Titans did. That's how they got him. Same with Tyreek Hill, although that was different age with Tyreek Hill, but same situation. The team didn't want to pay Tyreek Hill. Right? I thought maybe DK Metcalf could fall in that bucket, maybe Terry McLaurin, but their teams paid him. So the Bears should do with all their money. The Packers don't have enough money to do that, but they do have the draft capital, especially if they trade Aaron Rodgers, to go and get some weapons. And they have the 15th overall pick. Think of the weapon they could get with that. 608-796-2558. Let's take one final break before we turn things over to Kenny and Heilprin. Wisco Sports Show, back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. Last couple of minutes before we turn things over to Ben and Zach. Kenny and Heilbrin should be a banger tonight. It's always a banger. What am I saying? We've been talking Sean Payton. Interesting situation. The Broncos gave up a first and a second to go with their coach or to go with their quarterback that cost them what? Two ones, two twos. Like, this is the most expensive head coach quarterback combo in the history of the NFL. It's got to be. Who would be more expensive? Not to mention, Sean Payton's probably going to get paid a ton. I would imagine that was a big part of him going there. The Walton family, they got a lot of money. Eggs are very expensive right now. So look for egg prices in the store to maybe even go up. That's the the Sean Payton effect, the Sean Payton bump. We're just listening to a little bit of uh, John Marks from WIP on the Bill Michaels Show with 
uh, Bill and Ben earlier today. I really like this soundbite. I think this is a good reminder, and this is where I want to close the show. Really, somehow, it wasn't that long ago. I suppose I should preface this just so you kind of know. They're talking about the Eagles and their progression the last years and how not that long ago the Eagles weren't a great team. Really, somehow, it wasn't that long ago where we were wondering, let's see, Carson Wentz, who's the next quarterback? Jalen Hurts is the next quarterback? This was a bad team, and now we're back in the Super Bowl with a really talented roster. So it's kind of still sinking in to me, Bill. Like, it wasn't that long ago where it felt like the Eagles were kind of like, eh, and now they're they're favored to win the Super Bowl, favored in the Super Bowl. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and, and you, you, like you mentioned, Carson Wentz was kind of the guy. And you thought, okay, you're going to move on with him and move forward. And then they get rid of him and they kind of tear it down. And and you think, man, what the hell is going on? And Jalen Hurts was a guy when he was drafted. They didn't want him. You know, they, they had their guy. They figured, what are you doing bringing in another guy like this? And, and then you get head coach Nick Sirianni and the job that he's done after Doug Peterson and such has been fired and you've gone through all of that motion. So this team's kind of done another metamorphosis, so to speak. But you get a quality quarterback on a rookie deal, and they're able to put the pieces around him to be successful. And I think that's part of the key here, right? So I wanted to play this. Because I wanted a little message of inspiration for everyone listening today. You know, I, you know, we make our jokes on this show and we complain about this and that. But really, you know, I'm I'm here to inspire. I'm here to, <laughs> I'm here. I, I want to ideally make you feel better about your sports life when you listen to the show. A little inspiration, Packers fans, because I hear a lot. I see a lot of texts and I get a lot of calls where people say, "Well, once Rodgers is gone, then it's back to the '70s and the '80s. It's back to the dark days, the dark ages." 30 years of bad quarterback play incoming when Aaron Rodgers is done. That's not how this works. That's not how the NFL works. This isn't the NBA where you can be in the lottery every year and it just never makes your team better. Look at the Washington Wizards. Great example. Major League Basketball or Major League Baseball, excuse me. You can stink every year, get good draft picks, and you got to wait six years until your prospects come up, and that's assuming your prospects turn out to be good. The NFL? The NFL gives tools to bad teams. It's so much easier to dig yourself out of a hole in the NFL than it is in the NBA and Major League Baseball. So easy, in fact, that a lot of teams purposefully dig themselves into a hole just so they can climb back out and be in a better spot after it's all said and done. Right? If you think of a sports league as, think, think of, here we go, think of a sports league as Lake Superior, okay? Big storm, huge waves, driving rain, hurricane wind. The NFL has rescue boats, Lighthouses, helicopter, like they are helping out the struggling teams. You get a top pick. You can get an elite edge rusher, a quarterback prospect, elite wide receiver, elite left tackle, players that can change your franchise very quickly. And then in the second round, you get to pick at the top again and again. And you have all the cap space to bring in like what the Eagles did. They just they brought in James Bradbury and some of these players. Hassan Reddick was not a high level free agent, but he was money. There's money that they could pay because of their salary cap situation because they were bad. They didn't have an elite quarterback. The NFL gives bad teams tools to get better very quickly. So Packers fans, if you're feeling hesitant to move off of Rodgers, although that's not the message that I've gotten from callers today, but if you're hesitant, you're worried, oh, if they move off of Rodgers, then what's going to happen? I don't know. And that's okay. Because if there's any league and any of my teams that or going into the unknown, I'd want it to be the Packers. Because in the NFL, if you're bad, it's a lot easier to get good. It's a lot easier than it would be in the NBA or in Major League Baseball. You get to pick high in the draft. You have money to spend. It's not like that in other leagues. So Packers fans, Aaron Rodgers, don't worry about it so much. 
Don't worry, because even if Jordan Love isn't good, the sun will still come up tomorrow. It'll be fine. And if Jordan Love is terrible, that's not the worst thing in the world, because then the Packers are picking really high, and they can really start to reshape their team. It's not the end of the world. Look at the Eagles. Good example. That whole interview, by the way, in the Bill Michael Show podcast. Check it out. Kenny and High open up next. Enjoy the Bucks game tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow.